0: faithful. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever. We worship you, Jesus. We bless you, Lord Jesus. We magnify thee, and we thank you for your word you have for us today. May none of us live the same. We pray for your blessing, your blessing, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. We may take our seats in the presence of our Mashiach, Jesus, our Christ. Wasn't that song beautiful? Uh, uh, Yeah, hallelujah. Faithful. That song and Yeshua because who is faithful? Who? Is Yeshua who is faithful? Oh, hallelujah. Amen. God is good. And all the time, God is good. Amen. So today, we will watch a short video, four minutes, video, hallelujah, Uh, at the end, so I'll try to finish a bit earlier, or at least four minutes earlier, amen, praise God, hallelujah, today I want to share with us something that I believe is going to bless us, amen, let's turn our Bibles to Daniel, before we get to Daniel, let's turn our Bibles to Mark chapter 1, verse 34, and 35 and he healed many that were sick of diverse diseases and cast out many devils and suffered not the devils to speak because they knew him and in the morning rising up a great while before day he went out and departed into a solitary place and there prayed let's look at luke or lucas 6:12 Look Lucas 6.12. And it came to pass in those days that he went out into a mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God. Let's look at Acts chapter 10 verse 9. On the morrow, as they went on their journey and drew nigh onto the city, Peter went onto the housetop to pray about the sixth hour. And then Matthew 26, 36 to 46. And I will give you today's message, what God, what God has for you and I. Amen. Hallelujah. For, the one who receives more in the preaching is the pastor or the preacher. Amen. I pray that we will all be preachers. May you be a preacher. Amen. A preacher. It doesn't mean you have to be a pastor. You can be a preacher without being a pastor. May you be preachers in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Then cometh Jesus with them unto a place called Gethsemane. And saith unto the disciples, sit ye sit ye here while I go and pray yonder. Let's use N-A-S-B for this. Go back to... Uh, yes. N-E-S-B. Today, I want to share with you about strategies for prayer. Strategies for prayer. Someone will say, ah, but prayers too? you need strategies for? Yes, you need strategies for prayer. Hallelujah. So strategies to learn how to pray, how to pray. Very important. And I'm talking about our daily personal prayer time. Hallelujah. Strategies to pray for your daily General daily prayer time, where you, when you are home, when you pray, how you pray. Very, very important. Amen. And that's why I'm giving these verses. You realize that it was Jesus having his personal time of prayer. Then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane and said to his disciples, sit here while I go over there and pray. We're going to verse 46. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and began to be grieved and distressed. Oh, man. Peter, James, and John. Wherever Jesus went that he did not take the other disciples or apostles, he always took Peter, James, and John. When he was being transfigured, who did he go with? Peter, James, John. When he was healing Jairus' daughter, who did he go with? Peter, James, John. When he was at the Garden of Gethsemane and he was about to, Go further. Who did he go with? Peter, James, John. James and John were the sons of Zebedee. Wow. Then he said to them, my soul is deeply grieved to the point of death. Remain here and keep watch with me. So all the disciples or apostles, yes, apostles and disciples were at a particular part of Gethsemane. Then he took Peter, James, and John further. When he got to a certain place, he said, my soul is sorrowful. Let me go further myself. And he went a little beyond them and fell on his face and prayed, saying, My father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. And he came to the disciples and found them sleeping and said to Peter, So you, you men could not keep watch with me for one hour? That is when you and I can clearly see that. Jesus prayed for one hour the first time in the Garden of Gethsemane. Then went to the apostles, Peter, James, John, and found them asleep. Then what happened? Keep watching and praying that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. The spirit is always willing. The spirit is always willing. A born-again Christian spirit is created after God in righteousness And true holiness so as for my spirit in your spirit it's always willing to please God always willing to serve God always willing to pray always willing to read our Bibles always really willing to do what God wants us to do but it is the flesh and the mind the flesh says I'm tired the flesh says why don't I sleep a bit the flesh says that why don't I uh, uh, watch another movie the flesh says, that why don't I go on IG, Instagram? Is that what they call it, now? IG? Or why don't I go on Snap or TikTok? Oh, hallelujah to Jesus. But I will say that why don't we finish praying and then Snap. Finish praying and then. Am I preaching to somebody? He went away again a second time and prayed saying, My father, if this cannot pass away unless I drink it, your will be done. Again, he came and found them sleeping, for their eyes were heavy. How many have been in it praying? Sometimes I'll be praying, and I'll wake up four hours after on the chair. And I was not supposed to be waking up four hours. I was supposed to have been praying. But I'll wake up. Hallelujah. So sometimes I'll, 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 I'll say to myself, look, I'm going to walk around and pray, I hope. As I'm walking around, you almost, you, you, you almost fall down. So then I started to drink coffee in the past. And that, that's why coffee doesn't do much for me now. I used to drink coffee to stay up to pray, so many times till coffee has no effect on me. Because I see the importance of prayer. If the God of the universe had to be praying daily, there's a place for prayer meetings and there's a place for personal prayer. It is very important that we have our personal prayer. This is about personal prayer. Hallelujah. There is corporate prayer, which is important, but your personal prayer is what makes you and I stronger, what makes you and I have a relationship with Jesus Christ. I don't know if I'm hearing something from somebody. Hallelujah. So it's very important. We are talking about our personal prayer. And you see that Jesus did that on a regular basis. He went to a solitary place and he and there prayed. Moses went alone to the top of the mountain where he had his quiet time, where he was able to read his, the Bible, which is talking to God, and he was able to also speak to God. So God spoke to him through the word, and he spoke to God in prayer. And he left them again and went away and prayed a third time, saying the same thing once more. So... If he went up praying again the third time, saying the same thing once more, then to me, he prayed one hour, the second time he went, he prayed one hour, the third time he went, he prayed one hour, because he did say the same thing once more. Then he came and, and the, to the disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Behold, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners verse 46. Get up, let us be going. Behold, the one who betrays me is at hand. Hallelujah. Now, prayer is very, very important. Let's look at Daniel chapter 6 and verse 10. We are going to use the example of Daniel in this message because Daniel was a very good example, apart from Jesus Christ, of someone who prayed and no matter the cost, he always prayed on a daily basis. Now, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into the house and his windows being open in his chamber toward Jerusalem, he kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. Now, what would cause Daniel to be a person who prayed three times a day every day? Daniel was someone who was very, very, very busy. Daniel was prime minister. Oh, no, no, sorry. He was second to Nebuchadnezzar. He was very, very high ranking. It was Joseph who was prime minister of Egypt. Hallelujah. Now, what made Daniel so great? Now, let me give you a history about Daniel. Daniel was a man. If you read from Daniel chapter 1, if I look from Daniel chapter 1, from verse 1 to 10, and you see that Daniel came as a slave, a captive of Judah. A captive from the royal family. Think about it. And, was, and became a, a captive and in, a, a slave in Babylon. And all of a sudden, from a slave to second in command. In the third year of the reign of jo- Jehoiakim, king of Judah, came Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, unto Jerusalem and besieged it. It was was Nebuchadnezzar that destroyed Solomon's temple. Destroyed it completely during this reign and took the vessels and it was rebuilt by who? Hell the Great did some renovations and rebuilt it. Hallelujah. Amen. the, the, The one that Jesus went to. And the Lord gave Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand with part of the vessels of the house of God, which he carried into the land of Shineh, to the house of his God. And he brought the vessels into the treasure house of his God. So it was God who gave him that uh, power. Hallelujah. To do that. When you read about it, it's because the king sinned, the people of Israel sinned against God. So God said, I'm warning you. I'm warning you. Do right. Do right. Otherwise, you'll be in trouble. Do right. They never listened to him. Prophets prophesied. He never listened. And God said, well, this is it. You are going to be besieged. Just surrender to the enemy. Because if you don't surrender, you'll be destroyed. The king fought, and his eyes were taken out by Nebuchadnezzar. Very fierce. And the king spake unto Aspenaz, the master of his eunuchs, that he should bring certain of the children of Israel Of the king's seed and of the princes, So that's why Daniel was from the noble family of Judah. Children in whom was no blemish but well favored and skillful in all wisdom and cunning in knowledge and understanding and in the sciences understanding science and such as had ability in them to stand in the king's palace and whom they might teach the learning of the tongue of the Babylonians, or Chaldeans. Continue. And the king appointed them a daily provision of the king's meat and of the wine which he drank, so nourishing them three years, that at the end thereof they might stand before the king. Now among these were of the children of Judah, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Unto whom the prince of the eunuchs gave names, for he gave unto Daniel the name Belshazzar and Hananiah of Shadrach and of Mishael of Meshach and of Azariah of Abednego. Abednego. But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defy himself with a portion of the king's meat, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore, he requested of the prince of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Now, God had brought Daniel into favor and tender love with the prince of the eunuchs. Anytime you and I have been brought into favor with your boss or with anyone, use it for the glory of God. Do not, do, do, do not use that opportunity because maybe, wow, I've, been, I've received favor. Let me be cautious. Let me, not, uh, 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 let, let me do what they want me to do, even if it's going to be against the word of God. Let's not do that. If God has given us favor with our boss or with anyone, make sure that you use that favor to God's glory. That's what happened with Esther. Esther used the favor for the glory of God. And the prince of the eunuchs said unto Daniel, I fear my lord the king, who hath appointed your meat and your drink, for why should he see your faces whose liking than the children which are of your sort? Then shall he make me endanger my head of, to the king. So if you, you, the king has given meat and wine for each of you to drink, if all of a sudden some of you are pale, the king is going to have my head. So I don't want to do that. I'm afraid of the king. And the prince of the eunuchs said unto Daniel, I fear, okay, then, then it goes on. But as you keep reading it, Daniel told him that, look, give us Is it 10 days? Or give us a certain number of days so that we would eat salad and and water. And if after 10 days, our faces are not nicer and our countenance and our, our strength and our physique is not better than that of the others, then we will eat your food. When the 10 days came, you can just be following, please. When the 10 days came, Daniel and his three friends, were better looking and better than all the others. So, so, the Bible says that because of that, I'm so surprised, but can they hear me? Can you please follow up? I believe it's maybe verse 11, 12, 13. But anyway, what happened was that Daniel was allowed to continue to eat his salad And because of that, his countenance was so nice that he was also added amongst those who served in the king's palace or the king's court. Hallelujah. That is what happened with Daniel. Now, it is very important for us to realize that Daniel was great. Now, there were three world empires in the world, three or four world empires that have existed in the world. And God gave this vision to Nebuchadnezzar. The first world empire was Nebuchadnezzar's empire, which was the Babylonian empire, which was ruled by Nebuchadnezzar in history. So Daniel, uh, Nebuchadnezzar had a vision of a statue, head of gold, silver body, and uh, bronze feet, and then legs of partly Uh, What is it? Gold and partly clay. Hallelujah. Sorry? Iron and clay, thank you. Iron and clay. Now, when that happened, uh, Nebuchadnezzar interpreted a dream that the head, which was the fiercest and the strongest and the first world empire, was the Babylonian Empire. The second was the Medo-Persian Empire, which is the Medes and the Persians came together to form the Medo-Persian Empire, which was by Garabu or Cyrus, King Cyrus. Hallelujah. He led them to overthrow the Babylonians. Then after the Medes and Persians took over, the next empire to come about was Alexander the Great Empire, which was the Grecian or the Greek Empire. Hallelujah. After the Greek Empire, the next empire to come was the Roman Empire. This is all in history, and this was predicted by Daniel long before. Hallelujah. The, the, the Roman Empire. Then there will be a revived Roman Empire. Hallelujah. And the, the rock, we'll go into that in detail later on, but the rock that was hewn from the mountains without a human hand, that smashed the, 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 the statue to pieces, was God smashing every kingdom in this world and establishing his own kingdom. Hallelujah. So the Bible is saying that, imagine three world empires, the Babylonian Empire, the Medo-Persian Empire, the Grecian Empire, were around when Daniel was alive. Well, he died before the Grecian Empire. But Alexander the Great, how many remember Alexander the Great? Alexander the Great was so powerful. He was a young guy, maybe th- in his 30s, early 30s, and he conquered almost the whole world. When he got to India, the elephants were very, very strong, and his men were complaining. He had four generals. The Bible talks about, in Daniel, talks about the fact that the four generals, the kingdom was split amongst the four generals, and this happened practically. The, Daniel is so prophetic, so prophetic. And then Daniel also goes to talk about An- Anctacus, hallelujah, And he is the one who, uh, you know, in history, so many things happen. But Daniel is very, very precise. Now, what I want us to understand is that how can it be that Daniel was given second-in-command or was second-in-command under Nebuchadnezzar? Daniel was second-in-command during the time of Nebuchadnezzar. Think about it, second-in-command. Then Nebuchadnezzar's grandson, Belshazzar, Took over the empire and Daniel was second in command in that empire. Then the third is the most powerful one. That's the enemy, the enemy, the, the Medes and the Persians came and climbed over the wall of Babylon and killed the king, destroyed the Babylonian Empire, took over it and Daniel was made second. Now think about it. When you have a leader someone who is in the government a government official and you you take over the government are you going to make the official second in command in your 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 regime no but daniel was so excellent and so pure and so innocent and so great that he was made second in command under three empress because of how great he was because of his ability to constantly pray so prayer is very 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 important So important that it's a blessing. Now, how did Daniel become second in command under Nebuchadnezzar? How many know the story or you want me to mention it? How he became second in command under uh, Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar had a dream about a statue and he told all the magicians and all the astrologers, I had a dream, tell me the interpretation. The astronomer said, please, give us the meaning, the the dream. Tell us the dream and we'll tell you the interpretation. But Nebuchadnezzar, who is so strong and so powerful, he was too smart for that. Because I can't tell you the dream and you give me any interpretation. So Nebuchadnezzar said, you would all die. I'll kill you all if you do not tell me the dream I had and the interpretation. Then the magician said, this is an impossible task. It is impossible. How can we, it's only the gods, how can we tell you the the, the meaning, the the dream? Give us the dream and we will tell you the interpretation. The king said, army people, kill everyone. As they got to Daniel to kill him, Daniel said, "What, what is going on? He used wisdom, what is going on? Then they explained to him that King Nebuchadnezzar said, because no one is able to tell the dream, every man must die. Everyone who is amongst the leaders. Everyone who is amongst the astronomers, everyone who is amongst the magicians. So Daniel was not a magician, but he was part of those people. So Daniel said, let me speak to the king. Then he told the king, give me three days to pray to my God, and I'll tell you the the dream and the interpretation. So the king said, go on. So Daniel told uh, Mishap, the three evil boys, what are the names? Shadrach, Mishab, Abednego. Three of them go and pray to God with me so that God will tell me the dream itself and the interpretation. So they prayed and then God gave Daniel the dream. So when Daniel went to the Nebuchadnezzar, he said, look, there is a God in heaven who answers prayers and gives revelations of dreams. And this God in heaven has given me the dream and the interpretation. So the king said, go on. Then Daniel said, your dream had to do with a big, huge statue with iron, sorry, with gold head, which is very strong, with silver body, with bronze feet, and with iron and clay feet. I mean, legs were bronze, iron and clay feet. And there was a stone that was taken from a mountain with no human hands, and thrown and destroyed the the, the statue. And it was grounded to many pieces, and it all vanished, as if it never existed. Then... I will tell you the interpretation of the dream. The interpretation of the dream is that you, King Nebuchadnezzar, are the, uh, the, the face or the head of the statue. And your kingdom is very strong. You are king of kings and said all sorts of things. And then he said that the next kingdom is going to be the Medes and the Persians coming together to form the Medo-Persian Empire. And that's going to be... Here, then he explained everything. Then the king fell down and worshipped Daniel. And said that, wow, your God is really God. That there is no other God but your God. I will give you second position. Second to me. That's how Daniel became second in command. Then, Belshazzar, his grandson, he made a mistake. He and his uh, 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 concubines, they started to drink wine. That was not God's problem because they were drinking wine for a long time. Then this, he said, Belshazzar, that's the king's grandson who was now king, said, let's go to the vessels of the temple. And let's take some of the vessels and drink wine from them. As they began to drink wine from the vessels, a writing came on the wall. And a voice, uh, is there a writing, and said, look, mini, midi, whatever, midi, peke, whatever. And, and what does it mean? It means that your kingdom is being taken from you, but no one knew the interpretation. All they could see was a writing in the wall, on the wall. And the king was afraid. He was scared. What is going on? God, who, we, what, what is this? He called all the astronomers, all the, the, the magicians, and no one could interpret it. Then one of the ladies said, you know what? There's a guy who used to be very great in your grandfather's time. Let's consult him. He'll be able to help. So they called Daniel and the king said, interpret this for me and I'll give you all the gold, all the riches. Daniel said, that's not what I'm looking for. But I'll tell you what it means. It means that you have been found wanting. You have made a mistake and you have drank wine from the vessels of God. And because of that, your days are numbered and the Medes and the Persians have come for you. And that is the end. As they were speaking, of course, that's not in the Bible, but extra biblical sources. As they were speaking, the Medes and the Persians climbed over the wall killed them, and took over. And but before then, Daniel was made second in command before that happened. Then Cyrus the Great, after taking over, the Bible says that there were 120 princes. Let's look at Daniel chapter 6, verse 1. I'm giving you a slight history and I will we'll continue the message. Daniel chapter 6 and verse 1. It pleased Darius to set over the kingdom so Cyrus... Darius, Garabu, history says that there there was Darius, there was Cyrus. Cyrus the Great, Cyrus the Persian, they called him Cyrus the Great. Hallelujah. It pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 120 princes, which should be over the whole kingdom. Verse 2. And over these three presidents, of whom Daniel was first... Think about it. So 120 princes to govern the the, the Persian Empire, which included Babylon. And out of the 120 princes, there were three presidents who were governing the 120 princes. And Daniel was first out of the three in the enemy government. That the princes might give account unto them and the king should have no damage. Then this Daniel was preferred above the presidents and princes because an excellent spirit was in him, the Holy Spirit. And the king thought to set him over the whole realm. Then the presidents and princes sought to find occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom. But they could find none occasion, no no fault. For as much as he was faithful, neither was there any error or fault found in him. Think about it. There was no fault found in Daniel. They checked his taxes. They checked all his records. They checked the times he came in. He said, I came in at 9 a.m. I finished at 5. They checked and there was no fault, not a single fault they could find in Daniel. Then the presidents and the princes, okay, let's continue. We're going to verse 10. Then said these men, we shall not find any occasion against this Daniel, except we find it against him concerning the law of his God. When will people tell, say that we cannot find any occasion against me, you, or me, or I, except when it comes to do with our Christian lives? May that be your story and my story. Yes. Then these presidents and princes assembled together to the king and said unto them, Now I think you've missed it. Go to verse five. Okay. Okay, sorry. Six. Then these presidents and princes assembled together to the king and said unto him, King Darius, live forever. All the presidents of the kingdom, the governors, and the princes, and the counselors, and the captains have consulted together to establish a royal statute and to make a firm decree that whosoever shall ask a petition of any god or any man or man for 30 days, save of thee, O king, he shall be cast into the den of lions. So they knew that Daniel prayed three times a day. They knew it. So they said to themselves... This Daniel, we can get him in the prayers. Let's ask the king to make a decree to tell the king you are great. You are so powerful. So please, let's make a decree that no one will pray to any god or ask anyone, any petition. Only you. And the king's head was swollen, was very excited about it, and said, yes, let's sign it. Now, O king, okay, next verse. Okay, no, let's, let's stay here. Let's go. Now, O king, establish the decree and signed the writing that is to be not changed according to the law of the Medes and the Persians, because they came together, which altereth not. Wherefore King Darius, si- wherefore King Darius signed the writing and the decree. Verse 10. Now, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house and his windows being open in his chamber toward Jerusalem, he kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did a full time. And it continues. Then the people saw it and what happened? They went to the king and said, "Look, King, Daniel didn't listen to you. Now Daniel is going to be, he has to be thrown into the den of lions. And the king loved Daniel so much that he tried to find a way of escape. But because he had signed the decree, he had to honor his word. If an unbeliever king is honoring his word, May you and I honor our words as Christians. Oh, hallelujah to Jesus. So now, we see the importance of prayer because it was through prayer that Daniel became great in the nation. Three regimes. Think about it. Now, what were the principles Daniel used that made him so great? How many want to know? Number one, to Daniel... Prayer is very, very important. In, to, to Daniel, prayer is so important that Daniel said, I will never let anything prevent me from praying. I will never let anything, no matter what it is. As for prayer, speaking to my God, I will speak to God. No matter what happens, I would make sure that I pray. I would maintain a prayer life. So so, so you and I, in order for us to keep a consistent prayer life, we must see the importance of prayer. We must say to ourselves that prayer is very important. And because prayer is very important, I will make sure I pray every day. Now Jesus told the disciples, what could you not watch with me for one hour? I believe, based on what Jesus said to his disciples. And the Bible says that the the disciples were first called Christians at Antioch. So it means that you and I are disciples of Christ. But at Antioch, our names changed from disciple of Christ to Christian. First at Antioch, the church at Antioch. Hallelujah. And the disciples were first called Christians at Antioch. Hallelujah. So if Jesus said to the disciples, What could you not watch with me for one hour? then clearly it means that Jesus expects you and I to pray for not less than one hour a day. What do you think? Let's look at Acts chapter 11 verse 26. And when he had found him, he brought him onto Antioch. And it came to pass that a whole year they assembled themselves with the church and taught much people. And the disciples were called Christians first at Antioch. So if Jesus told the disciples that, what? You couldn't watch with me for one hour? And you and I are disciples of Christ. Our names just changed from, from disciple to Christ followers. Christian. Christ-like. Then it means that You and I, we must be able to pray for not less than one hour a day. I don't expect a clap because that's not an easy thing. Oh, I'm surprised. Amen. Not less than an hour a day. Why? Because prayer is very important. If the creator of the universe came down from heaven, the Bible says he was anointed without measure. We are Christians because we are followers of the anointed one and we are anointed hallelujah and the bible says that jesus a great while before day he went to a solitary place and there prayed the bible talks about jesus praying all night this was his his habit it was his habit to pray it was his habit to go to the synagogue if jesus christ did not allow himself not to pray every day praying you exclude himself and pray then you and I need to pray even more. Because if the creator of the universe who had anointing without measure, who could raise the dead, who could see things, who, I mean, who came from heaven, if he had to pray every day, then you and I need to pray every day. Amen. And we need to pray at least. It's not easy, but at least. It's not easy, but at least three, one, one hour a day. At least one hour a day. Daniel decided to do his in three parts. Whether it's in three parts, you and I need to pray for at least one hour a day. Now, if you want to get more into the things of God and you want to get, you see, the basic Christians should pray for an hour a day. If you want to enter into ministry or enter into a certain realm, you must do what Jesus did. One hour, one hour, one hour. Three hours. So you must start with one hour, then climb to two hours, and then climb to three hours. Now the question is, is it possible as you work? I work also. And I try to make sure I do that. I work many hours. Sometimes I work till 2 a.m., 3 a.m. sometimes to finish a project. But I have to find that time. Glory to God. I said, I have to find that time. I have to make that time. I said, I have to make that time. You and I need to make the time. Daniel saw the importance of prayer. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm guaranteeing you because I know it. If we don't see the importance of prayer, you will not pray every day. You you need you need to see that prayer is an urgent thing. I cannot be sustained without prayer. I cannot survive without prayer. Prayer is very important. I'm in a war. And if I'm in a war, I need to pray. I need to develop a prayer life. I have to pray. Now, what kind of prayer? There are different types of prayer. Prayer of intercession, prayer of supplication, prayer of thanksgiving. But sometimes, even how to pray for an hour. Praying in other tongues makes it easy. Praying in other tongues makes it easier to pray for an hour or more a day. Those who don't have to pray in, or who are not you don't, you don't learn it, those who do not pray for in other tongues we will pray for you to pray in other tongues. Hallelujah. But it is important and also to show your closeness to God, to show how deep the relationship is with god there are times that you need to spend that hour praying your understanding if you are not close to god you fin- your way to finish if you are not close to god you will not know what to say again think about it if you are very close to someone you can speak, you can talk you can have a lot to say but when you are not that close after 5 minutes and i time my prayer 104 104 i write it down i finish at whatever whatever i write it down because you can be praying. Oh, God, man, up. hey, up. God, help me. God. When you are asked, how long did you pray? I pray for 35 minutes. When you check, it's seven minutes. <laughs> Only seven minutes. Yeah. So I time my prayer. Even God has, has a book of numbers. You see that Jesus specified one hour. So when you pray for a while, you'll be able to tell that, okay, I've prayed for 40 minutes, and you are accurate. A bit plus or minus but I write the time I, 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 I state it every time when you look at my Evernote it's stated I don't, I don't just I don't make that mistake no then you realize you've only prayed for a short time one hour a day is very very important what do you think so you and I must find activities
1: ways to pray.
0: Find different ways to pray. Now there are ways to pray for long hours, and there are ways to make it easier. If you want to pray for long hours and you speak in other tongues, or you don't, you can have a message uh, playing, like a preaching message, or you can have a song. Different thing, whatever it is. Some people listening to a message, an hour message. By the time you finish the message, you finish praying. Or songs. Prayer also, you can also worship. Sometimes your prayer time is just worshiping, praising God, and you're done. Yeah. Sometimes just blessing God. Oh, God, I bless you. Sing to him. At home, you have to sing to him. The songs, put it on YouTube or wherever. All the different, uh, not Spotify, and there's another one. Spotify, there are two. Yeah, Apple Music, Spotify, those ones. You just play whatever you need to play, YouTube, and worship. Sing along. Sing along as if you are in church. Worship God. Speak to him as you are worshiping God. I love you. I bless you. That is even better than prayer. Because God knows the things you are asking for before you ask them. And then just ask in three minutes out of the hour or five minutes about your needs. I'm not saying all the time, but many times you can do that. Because those three minutes are more powerful than you can imagine. Because what God wants when he sees us is for us to bless him. He, 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 He yearns for our praise. He yearns for our affection. If you just talk to him and tell him how much you love him. And then at the end you just say, oh God, please. I'm looking for this job. I'm looking for this. Lord, help me with this. Lord, help me with that. Thank you in Jesus' name. You've done a great thing. Number two. No one is ever too busy, too blessed, or too successful to pray. No one is ever too busy, too successful, or too blessed to pray. And Daniel is an example. Many people, when they are blessed by God, I mean, imagine, when they are blessed, then their prayers reduce. So you see people who pray. God, open doors for me. God, open doors for me. I want this business. I want this. And God gives it to them. And they become very, very, very busy. They are so busy that they don't have time for many things. So they genuinely have reasons why they shouldn't pray or they cannot pray. And because of that, prayer starts to go down. But that is not God's design. God's design is that whatever he blesses you with should not take you away from him. Whatever God blesses you and I with should not take us away from him. So there is no one like Daniel who was busier than Daniel. Daniel was busy. He was second in command handling the affairs of the Medo-Persian Empire, which included Babylon and many different countries. And he was able to still maintain his prayer life. You and I, no matter how busy we are, we can maintain our prayer lives. We can continue to pray. We can continue to trust God. All we need to do is to tell God that, God, it is getting difficult. I need your help, and he will give you help. Some people don't realize that the more you pray, the more he gives you time for yourself. It's a mystery. The more you pray, the more time he gives you for yourself. When you maintain a consistent prayer life, you would have time for the things you are looking for. Yeah. When you stick to it. And there are times that you should just talk to God for an hour. Lord, I love you. Lord, why, why, why did this happen? Why, why did this happen to me? Why did this happen to this person? What happened? Lord, I don't understand. Explain. You can't tell God to explain to you. That's conversation. The apostles asked Jesus, Lord, explain. This man is blind. Who sinned that this man was born blind? Was it he or his parents? Talk to him. God is our father. He's our father in heaven. And he yearns for us to talk to him like father and children. Prayer is not just communicating with our father in heaven. But prayer is also asking for our needs. You don't always have to ask your father for something. You don't always need to say, Daddy, I want this. Daddy, I want that. No. There are times that you just want to come have a chat with your father. Lord, what, how do you feel about things? What do you think about this? What do you think about that? This happened to this person. What do you think about it? You'll be surprised. He'll give you answers. Then there are times that you need to speak to your father about the things you want. And there are times that you need to pray because of spiritual warfare. You are praying, binding devils. You are praying and taking territories. You are praying and demanding your rights. There are times you need to do that. Not demanding of God, but speaking to God. There are times you and I need to do that. Prayer for different reasons. So no one is ever too busy, too successful, too blessed to pray. I've said to myself, and I've prayed to God, God, if I am too busy to pray, then I need to be, I am too busy. Something must give way. I've told myself that I'm not going to pray until, I'm not going to watch TV or do certain things till I've prayed. Or if I make the mistake, I have to make sure I sleep maybe three hours. Or oh, many are the times I've slept two hours because I made the mistake and I was watching a movie and I didn't want to finish. Hallelujah. There are many times I'm watching a series and I said, okay, this last one, then I watch again, this last one. So because of that, I, I can't say I'll do it tomorrow. Today is today. Tomorrow is another day. What am I doing today? So I finished watching at one. I have to sleep. Whatever time I have to sleep. I can't say because of that. I can't, I'm working the next day. My life is in God's hands. The job is in God's hands. I cannot say that because I watched TV or because I sat on the phone and talked to someone or, or as I sat on the phone, because I spoke to someone on the phone, or because I had to finish a project, or because I had to do something, I can't pray. I have to wait till the next day. Why the next day? The next day has its own things coming. Why do you have to wait till the next day? No. You stay and pray before you sleep. For me, the next day is after I sleep and wake up. The next day is not 12 no AM. Sometimes that's when I start the prayer. The next day is when you sleep and you wake up. So I have to pray before I sleep and wake up. I can't just sleep. I I don't feel good. That's how you and I must be. That's how you and I must be. That's why Peter was hungry and he was praying on the rooftop. And he fell in, in a deep sleep. Sometimes I'll be praying. Maybe that's why I have my back sometimes heads one time at a time. I'm devising different strategies because you'll be praying. What are some of the strategies? Don't sit. When, you sit. when you are tired, don't sit. Just stand up. You are tired, you'll be praying. You wake up at four. But you got to do what you got to do because you cannot be too busy to pray. If you are too busy, cut certain things. You see people talking. If I'm going to talk on the phone and have a good chat on the phone, as I'm chatting, I must remember that I have to pray. If I know I have to chat, I pray, wake up early in the morning to pray. There were times that I wake up early in the morning to pray, and it was working. Then I realized that I'm not able to wake up that early these days. So what do I do? I pray at night. At least when the witches are around and active, they are praying. (laughs) Hallelujah. It's important to pray. It's important to pray. Prayer is very, very important. And one of the greatest people who did great things, who achieved great things, who was at the highest level, apart from the emperor, was Daniel. And what made him successful? It was his prayer life, being able to pray at least three times a day. And I will not finish this one. I will just start it. The third reason or strategy or principle Daniel used in prayer is that prayer is the source of our power and protection. Prayer is the source of our power and protection because prayer releases the power of God on our behalf. When you pray, you are praying in heavenly places. Actually, when you are praying, you've entered into heavenly places, the heavenly realms, and you are praying. Prayer is entering into the heavenly realms. The Bible says that Daniel prayed and fasted and made supplication to God. As Daniel did that, what happened? There were intergalactic battles happening. What do I mean by that? As Daniel was praying, an angel, Daniel didn't, no one calls angels. Otherwise, Satan will come. If you try to call an angel or call Michael, Satan will come. That's a sure guarantee. No, no Christian is supposed to call angels. <clears throat> but when you pray, angels are dispatched. That's between God and them. But as Daniel was praying, the Bible says that the, 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 the angel was sending an answer down to Daniel. As the angel was sending the answer down to Daniel, the prince of Persia took over and resisted the angel from bringing the answer. And what happened? Then Michael, the chief prince, came to his aid and the prayer was able to come. Then Michael made a statement, I must go because the Grecian prince is coming. Then he went and dealt with the Grecian prince. Not too long after Alexander the Great, the Greek came. So it means that before an empire comes, before a president comes, before any great thing happens in the world, angels have already dealt with it. It's already dealt with in the heavens. So what does it mean? It means that when you and I pray, we can change destinies. When you and I pray, we can change the course of events by our prayers. Hallelujah. So as he prayed, angels were dispatched. It means that as you and I pray, there are battles happening. And there's only one victor, or victor, or victory, or victory person, or only one person who has the victory. And that person is the one who is on the Lord's side. Mm -hmm. That's the only victory. I said, that's the only victory. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. So it's very, very important. When we pray, you know we have dimensions. First dimension, second dimension, third dimension, fourth dimension. They are limitless dimensions. God is dimensionless. But when we pray, we enter into higher dimensions. When we pray, we enter into the throne room of God, and we make decrees, and we make determinations, and they happen in heaven before they happen on earth. Actually, before someone dies or before something happens, it's already established in heaven before it comes. it's on earth. What do I mean by that? How many remember Ahab? Ahab, the king of Israel, sinned against God, and God said in heaven, I'm calling for a meeting. Who can I persuade to cause Ahab to die in heaven? Then the spirit said, I will, be, I will do it. And God said, how will you do it? The spirit said, I'll come and be a lying spirit in the mouths of the prophets. So how did that happen? So Ahab was dead, but he was still getting ready. He was putting his armor on for war, but he was a dead man, dead man walking. Because God had determined that Ahab will die. Who can I persuade to cause Ahab to fall? So in the same way, a healing or a victory would occur before it happens physically. That's why when we pray, we must believe we've received and we will have. Because if I've prayed and I believe I've received, I believe I've received because God has already established it and it's already happening. It's just a matter of time to be manifested. Now also, the prince of Persia withstood Daniel's prayer. But Daniel was not in heavenly places. You and I know the prince can withstand our prayer because we are in heavenly places and we receive the answer in the heavenly realms so that we are better than Daniel because of Jesus Christ. We are better off than Daniel. So the Bible says, who shall I persuade to cause Ahab to fall? Then what happened? Ahab went to one of the prophets, not a true prophet, but one of the prophets, and said, this battle I'm going to fight Is there going to be victory? The prophet said yes, but it was a lie. So Ahabah went to war and disguised himself. Think about it, disguised himself. And then another person pretended to be the king. So in the war, the the enemy said, you uh, uh, knights, do not touch anyone, do not talk to anyone, go to the king and kill him, that's your duty. So when they saw someone who was dressed like the king, they started to pursue him. Then the person shouted, I'm not the king, I'm not the king. <laughs> because they were about to kill him. Then, <laughs> this is all real. Then they stopped pursuing him. And then someone just took an arrow, stray arrow. Shot, and it was Ahab the killed. Stray, no one saw him. Stray. Someone, by chance, by a thousand chance, killed him. So, ladies and gentlemen, if things are established in heaven, before they are on earth, then when you and I pray, we are going to heaven. We are going to God's throne room and we are making a decree and God gives us the answer before it happens on earth. So prayer is very, very important. What do you think? We'll continue next week, God willing. I'm not out of word. I'm just out of time. Hallelujah. Shall we stand to our feet? And let's... Speak to the Lord and ask him to give us the grace to pray, to be people of prayer, to be people who pray, to be people who seek the face of God, to be people who, 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 who know the importance of prayer, to be people who know that they can never be too busy, too blessed, too successful to pray. To know the fact that prayer is the source of our power and our protection. Let's speak to God and ask him to give us the hearts of prayer. The hearts to pray for at least, at least, at least one hour a day. One hour a day. That God should give us the grace to find the time to pray. To find the time to pray. God, I pray. I want to pray. I want to pray for an hour a day, Lord. I want to do it, but Lord, it's so difficult. Lord, help me. Help me. Let's ask the Lord. Help me. Ask him. Help me to be able to pray for at least an hour a day. To pray for at least an hour a day. God, help me. God, help me. I need to. I need to. I need you, Lord. I need to pray. I need to pray. I need to Give me the grace. Pour out your grace of prayer upon me. So that I'll develop the habit of prayer. Which is one of the most important habits I can have. I want to be a person who prays to you. Who speaks to you. Who seeks your face. Who wants to hear from you regularly. I want to be a person of prayer. In the name of Jesus. we are praying if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior you are watching and you know that Jesus Christ is not your Lord and you are far from him I want you to repeat after me Heavenly Father I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ I confess that Jesus Christ is Lord I believe That he died on the cross for my sins. I believe that his blood was shed for my sins. I believe that God raised him from the dead. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart. Please come into my life. Forgive me. For all my sins, cleanse me from all unrighteousness. From today, I belong to Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Father God, we thank you for salvation. We thank you for those who have given their lives to you. Father God, we thank you for the grace and the spirit of prayer that has been poured on us, that will give us the grace to pray, to pray for not less than one hour a day. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. We may take our seats. Let's take out a good offering. Let's pay our tithe. If you have your tithe, your first and best which is 10% of your increase, you can give to the Lord and he will bless. He will secure your finances. He will bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Father God, bless our tithe. Bless our offering. If you have your offering, you can also raise your offering and give to the Lord and he will bless you. If you're watching and you want to also give, you can also give. Look on the screen. You can scan or you can text to give or you can text give to the number on the screen. You can pay by Zelle. You can pay by PayPal. And God will bless you.
1: Give and it will come back to you. Good measure, burst down, shaking again, running over and give and it will come back to you. When you give, you give to the Lord. Come. Shaking together and running over again, and, yeah, and they will come back to you. When you give, you give to me. Come on and give, give and they will come back. Good and measure, press down, shaking together and running over again, and, yeah, and they will come back to you. When you give, you give to the Lord.
0: Father God, bless our offering. Bless our tithe. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you all online viewers. May God be with you. May God be with us all. May God keep us and preserve us. Thanks for joining us. Shalom, shalom. Until next time.